today's guest has been on Shark Tank, had great success with the Kickstarter campaign, and won over a dozen international competitions with their consumer product. But after almost 10 years focused on B2C marketing, they launched a business-to-business arm of their company, and just a few weeks later, it's already doubled their annual revenues. Listen for ways that you can be creative in entering new markets as you think about how to grow your own business in this fascinating 20-minute interview. Are you looking for new ways to make your sales grow? You've tried other podcasts, but they don't seem to know. Harvest the growth potential of your product or service as we share stories and strategies that'll make your competitors nervous. Now, here's the host of the Harvest Growth Podcast, John LeClaire. Really excited today to have on our podcast, Zach Fleischman. He's the CEO and co-founder of Shark Wheel. Dot com. I've actually got two websites. We're going to dive into deeply why, but there's sharkwheel.com and sharkwheelag, A-G, as in agriculture.com. Again, we'll talk more about what the product is, what's on those websites as we get into the conversation. But one interesting thing to note to draw your attention to is this product's cool because it really reinvented the wheel. We always talk about you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here in, in, in comments, et cetera, as we talk about inventions, but Zach and his team absolutely did that. And it's phenomenal, the results they've had and the benefits of this new wheel design. So again, we'll get into it, exactly what it is, how it works and the story behind it. But first, Zach, welcome to the show. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, excited to excited to be on. So let's talk about what the product is so they can make sense. Our audience can understand what, what I mean when I say you reinvented the wheel. What is the shark wheel? Yeah, it, it truly is the, the reinvention of the wheel. Um, it's the only commercial product ever sold that is not a traditional 360 degree circular wheel. Um, it's actually a 540 degree sine wave shaped wheel. So depending on the angle that you look at it, it looks like a snake that's rolling. It looks like a square wheel. People swear it's a square wheel, um, but it feels perfectly circular. Um, so, you know, technically speaking, it's a hybrid between a sphere and a cube. Um, you kind of have to see a graphic to, to, to see it. But um, once you see the graphic, it, it becomes more clear what exactly it is. And the shark wheel, this reinvention of the wheel was, you know, was formed by my business partner. He's an absolute genius, David Patrick. And he is the inventor. And he actually knew nothing about wheels. Neither one of us was a wheel expert at all uh, when we started the company. But this all comes from a much larger scientific discovery. So we knew the science behind it was accurate. And we knew that the wheel would do very special things because it's based on nature. It's nature's choice of motion. So it's very interesting when you dive deep into it because you start seeing everything in nature actually moves in a sine wave, everything um, from the way, you know, fish and dolphins swim and the way that the twist of a DNA helix, uh, how ocean, um, ocean waves, radio waves move, um, how planets move around the sun is in a sine wave and even how you walk right, left, right, left, everything in nature alternates and there, there's a more efficient form of motion. Um, when you're when you're talking about a sine wave, it's fascinating. And is is that part of the name or the reason you called it the shark wave? Is because that's the way sharks swim in the water as well? Well, so we we had uh, actually it's pretty funny when we were brainstorming the name for the company, which was a, a fun time when we started. 
um, the inventor uh, did not like, and that's putting it nicely, did not like the name shark wheel. Um, it's based off of the shape, exactly based off of the shape of a shark's jaws. So if you Google shark jaws and you look at the wheel um, and you lay them on top of each other, which we have a graphic of, of course, um, they're identical. Um, so again, it's just yet another um, uh, example of the shape found in nature. So yeah, the shark wheel is named after the shape of a shark's jaw. We like, you know, kind of the way that it sounded. Um, the inventor wanted to call it the sidewinder because it's very similar to a sidewinder snake. Um, but regardless, that's the name that stuck. That's definitely memorable for sure. So one of your first uses of the wheel after you invented it, and for I believe several years, was for skateboard wheels. So let's talk about how, how does this shape or this unique design of wheels in the consumer market, how does it help skateboarders? Yeah, so that's where we started. Um, we started there for a variety of reasons. It was, I would like to say that it was a strategic decision. Um, David, the inventor, was a lifelong skateboarder and his dream in life was to be a professional skateboarder. Uh, so he knew the market very well and we wanted to pick an industry uh, since we were cash strapped um, very much so at the time. Um, we wanted to pick an industry that had a low barrier to entry uh, monetarily and something that you know, where we didn't have to go through the Department of Transportation regulations and stuff like that. Something that had a cool factor where we could build a social media following with interesting content. Um, something that, um, you know, relatively speaking, was inexpensive from a tooling standpoint. It's much cheaper to, to make small little wheels than it is to make much larger, heavier wheels. So um, there was many reasons why we chose that route to start with. And also it's a replacement wheel market. So people buy just the wheels. For example, if you're trying to make a stroller wheel, nobody buys a stroller wheel, they buy strollers. So we're trying to find a market that, you know, had a strong replacement, um, you know, aftermarket. That makes a lot of sense. And how long, so we're going to talk about your shift now to business to business. So you still sell these skateboard wheels, but a lot more on the ag or business to business side. But before that shift happened, how long have you been selling the shark wheel to skateboarders? We, we shipped our very first set ever in like right around Q3 of 2014. Um, and actually 90 days later, we, we filmed Shark Tank. Um, so we filmed on Shark Tank literally just right when we started the company. Um, <clears throat> but you know, we had, when we launched in the skateboarding world, it was very polarizing. Some people thought it was the coolest thing they've ever seen. Some people thought exactly the opposite and, but nobody had tried them yet. So it was very interesting. We got so many, so much interest in it. We had launched it. We started the company with the launch of a Kickstarter campaign for our skateboard wheels. And we didn't spend one penny on marketing. And we had over a million views to the campaign in 30 days. The wow. Discovery Channel contacted us and we were, we were featured on the Discovery Channel for reinventing the wheel. We had all this buzz about us and we didn't even know how to make the product. It took us a year to deliver from when we launched our Kickstarter campaign. So that was its own endeavor entirely. Um, but, you know, once we, we actually found, I think it was 33, I want to say 33 most negative posters that we could find on the skateboarding discussion forums. Again, nobody had even tried the wheel yet. And once it was finally um, shipping, we, we sent them sets for free. And all 33 got back on the site and said, you know what, we really respect this company for um, 
you know, actually letting us test the set. And this is what we think. And they gave very fair, honest, good reviews. Uh, now to date, we have thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. And uh, so we're still very heavily entrenched, very much so in the skateboarding world. Uh, we've won 13 international competitions in skateboarding, and it's still a very big part of our company. But the agriculture side has certainly overtaken that. I, lo I love your response to the negative posters to really target them and talk to them directly, give them a sample to have them try out the product. It's such a good idea. You know, those that post negatively oftentimes are swayed, right? They're generally speaking for most of our businesses, they're people or, or you know customers that haven't even tried the product oftentimes or didn't understand how to use it, or there's issues with it. Solving those negative reviews can be so helpful to your business. And what an interesting way, really in the very beginning, even as you launched to think of, and it's a good idea, I think for really for all of us to, to follow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It was, um, it, you know, it was an interesting decision. We, we decided these, we called them passionate. They're very passionate people, yes. um, had very strong opinions that were very vocal and, you know, we didn't necessarily think that all of them were going to say it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. But we thought that, you know, we believed in our product and we knew from a scientific standpoint what, um, where it stood. The, the biggest challenge in the skateboarding industry is that it's very image based. So, you know, you think of skateboarding as a very rebel uh, industry and it's really the opposite. It's really, you know, if you don't have a certain van shoes, if you don't have the certain pants, if you don't have the exact, everybody's kind of wearing all the same stuff. And so it's really the opposite. We are really the rebel in the room. We are the one that's different. We are the one that's pushing the envelope from a different direction. But it was our job to, from an image standpoint, not just a performance standpoint, but the challenge was we knew we had the performance, but we, you know, the image was what was going to take time. And it was going to take time to build our street cred or to build our, you know, competition wins, to build the reviews up. You know, it's one thing for us to shout on a rooftop and say, hey, this product's great. But it's another thing entirely for somebody else, you know, for people that are legitimately buying the project uh, yeah. product to say that. Yeah, no, great point. Now let's let's shift a little bit and talk about B two B. I think I think something really fascinating about your story is for many years you've been focused on the consumer market and been very successful, right? In anyone's eyes, you you know got onto Shark Tank, you had a successful Kickstarter campaign with tons of views and sales and interest, et cetera have gotten a 13 international competition victories. That's by all counts, a very phenomenal success. But now your business is really catapulting forward and growing at a faster pace as you've introduced business to business into the mix. So specifically in agriculture. So talk to us about that shift. So how did you first find or discover this opportunity to now sell what were skateboard wheels, right? As the core focus to now something very different as you focus on the B2B market. Yeah. So, so publicly speaking, nobody knew what we were doing in the background. So everyone just assumed Sharkwell is a skateboarding company, period. And that was fine. We were happy to work in the background. And what we felt internally is that Sharkwell is an R&D company. And we had this, you know, this amazing product that it was our job to do it justice. We knew we had the winner of a product. Now we had to make the right moves in order to be successful. And so we decided to take a big picture outlook and we decided, you know, strategically for several years to lose money and we raised money and we knew that we were going to be operating at a loss. But the goal was, how do we make this crazy wheel shape in many different industries? And 
all of our investors knew that that was the goal. There's no blueprint to make a sine wave wheel. You can't Google, well, how do you build a sine wave wheel for a forklift? Well, yeah, we got to figure it out. There's nobody else in the world working on it. There's no physics for sine wave wheel mathematics. It's we, we're, we're writing that book. And so frankly, you know, it was very frustrating to, to constantly fail. It took us a year, just as an example, to go from a skateboard wheel to a luggage caster. And we had the worst performing luggage caster luggage wheels in the world. And we couldn't figure it out. It was just, you know, pulling out your hair of frustration for almost, a, I think it was 11 months it took. And what we figured out was it had nothing to do with our wheel whatsoever. We figured out that a caster that spins on a sine wave wheel needs a different angle on the attachment piece had nothing to do with the wheel. It was the attachment from the luggage to the wheel. And so once we adjusted the angle overnight, we had the best performing caster. So it's stuff like that, that, you know, takes time to learn, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, we get better each prototyping endeavor we do. But in the background, we were building industrial applications and other consumer products. And we, you know, we, we had targeted agriculture as, I, to my knowledge, it's the second largest industry in the world. And what we did was we went to the National Science Foundation, and I personally wrote an 88-page uh, government grant to fund a wheel, because we had heard that in center pivot irrigation specifically, what irrigates most of the farmland in the United States, farmers have a lot of lost profits, a lot of headaches, a lot of pain points, a lot of uh, problems specifically with their wheels. Um, and there was a massive amount of room for improvement. And so we thought that that was a perfect uh, place to start. So in 2018, uh, we were fortunate enough to win phase one of a National Science Foundation grant. And it took us almost five years to figure it out. Again, we had a lot of successes along the way and a lot of failures. And uh, you know, I wish we were selling our agriculture wheel four years ago, three years ago, two years ago but it ends up being 2023. So we started in 2018, 2023 we're selling. And how has your business changed now that you're finally in market with this agriculture wheel? It's been, um, you know, just a godsend. I mean, it's just been incredible. Um, we, we interviewed well over a hundred farmers, engineers, everybody in the industry. And we knew exactly what we needed to build to take over the market. And number one was fixing trenching or rutting, as they call it in the soil, which is digging these large trenches in the soil. And nobody had been able to solve it. The second issue was flat tires. Flat tires cause a lot of lost profits and a lot of downtime. And when there's downtime in agriculture, that means you're not watering your crops. That means you get less crops. Um, so again, we, we, you know, there's a laundry list of things. So the goal was to actually, there's two, uh, two interviews with farmers that said half jokingly, if you could develop a wheel that you could fix in 60 seconds or less, then you'd really have something. And it was mostly a joke, but I took it seriously and I wrote it down. I mean, I had, I'm not an engineer, so I had no idea if, if we could actually pull it off. Um, but it was certainly on the list. Um, so five years later, we actually checked the box on every single thing including the price point. Um, so, you know, if you look at our best year ever on record from a revenue standpoint, we have almost doubled our best year of revenue just in the past few weeks on agriculture. Sales. Wow. Um, and we just started shipping, you know, a few weeks ago. So um, it's been wildly successful. We've been 
very fortunate to um, you know to to partner with um, Ranky, who owns roughly thirty percent of the center pivot irrigation industry. So they're one of the industry leaders. Um, you know, incredible company. And then just a, a few weeks ago, um, we signed our, our first ever Fortune 500 deal with Bridgestone Firestone, um, who's they're the number one tire in all of agriculture. They n- had never sold an airless tire before until now. And we have a great partnership. You know, we signed a contract with them. And so we're kind of off to the races now. Well, congratulations on your success. That's phenomenal. And it's, you know, like any backstory, if you listen to the details of your story, it's, you know, an overnight massive success that took several years, right? There's a lot of uh, time and effort and process that goes into it. And I think you've described it well, the, the effort that gets gets you there to that success, right? So now it's a fast success, but with a lot of time, right effort going into it up front. That's that's fantastic. Well, Zach, are there, are there any resources that you think have been really beneficial to you that you think would be helpful for our audience and their journeys as well? Um, I, I, I do. I have one thing to point out. I'm probably not the best person to ask because I'm, I'm not reading a lot of business books or, or listening to a lot of business podcasts. But um, through the National Science Foundation, they put us through a program called the i program. And it was incredibly helpful. And one of the speakers that they brought in was a guy named Rob McGovern. And Rob McGovern started careerbuilder.com. And, you know, if, if you can track down his speech, it was the best speech that I've ever heard, uh, at least from the standpoint that I was in. I was able to relate to everything that he had said. You know, we have this polarizing, weird, crazy technology that's very disruptive. And with his careerbuilder.com, and I, I'm going to get this number wrong. I can't remember exactly what the number was, but he had gone to like 75 venture capitalists and he got 75 no's. And the reason he got 75 no's was because his entire business was built on uh, attachments within emails and those didn't exist. So he was trying to explain something that didn't exist at the time. He was like, but you have to understand it's going to exist, this thing called an attachment onto an email. And once we have that live that you can attach something onto an email, this is going to take off. We're going to be the first to market with and and nobody could wrap their head around it. And he had shown the statistics for venture capital investing in the United States for the past however many decades. And showed you know to never get discouraged when when you get those no's because their their success rate is the lowest of any like he 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 had all of these statistics from you know um what makes businesses successful and anyway long story short that was on the lower end of the the totem pole on them selecting winners um so i i was able to relate uh in large part to to his uh speech but i would highly recommend it if you can track it down anything by him yeah, that's great advice love that story was well, there anything i didn't ask you that you think would be helpful for our audience um no i mean i think that you know we went over it um you know i'm just excited to kind of tell everybody about what we have you know i'm i'm personally very passionate about what we have um, what I can say is it's a, a little bit of a teaser, but David Patrick, who's the inventor of the shark wheel, uh, is planning on releasing his scientific discovery, which is where the shark wheel was born from. And uh, it's like cover of Time magazine type stuff. It's the coolest thing you've ever heard. So that should release within the next 12 months. Oh, fantastic. Where do we watch for that to be released? 
Uh, that's a good question. Um, probably it's going to be released on his website, which is okay. sarahworld.com. It's S-E-R-A world.com. Fantastic. We'll check that out. And I do want to tell our audience, please check out sharkwheel.com to see mostly the consumer side of the business, skateboard wheels, et cetera. And then sharkwheelag.com, AG as in agriculture, to find out more about the agriculture or B2B side of the business. I encourage everyone to check out both and just think about your story, wherever your business is at, is there a road to take it to a, in a different direction, right? So if you're in B2C, to look at a business-to-business opportunity or vice versa, right? And it may not be easy, it may not be obvious, but with the right connection, agricultural wheels are completely different, right? At least in size and materials than skateboard wheels, et cetera. The, but the core science behind it is very similar. So, but, and that that learning took years to get there, but now it drove great success for Zach and his team. So please check those out, get some learnings for your own business. And uh, if you're interested on either consumer or business side, you can reach out to them on their website to, to learn more, to get in contact with the company as well. Zach, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Go to sharkwheel.com or sharkwheelag ag as an agriculture.com to learn more about their product and their line of products. Also be sure to check out harvestgrowth.com to see other episodes we've recorded. And if you like this episode, you want to learn how you can profitably grow your business, please subscribe to our show, or you can set up an appointment right on our website, harvestgrowth.com to speak directly with a member of the Harvest Growth team in a free consultation to learn the process that has worked for hundreds of businesses since 2007. 